All right, just after 6 o'clock, broadcasting live from District E at Capital One Arena. I am Craig Hoffman. This is the Hoffman Show. Anthony Haney, super producer, back in our D.C. studios. And Fridays at 5 during the football season here on a Football Friday, presented by your local Honda dealer. Uh, we, we pick six commanders who we think can have a big role in the game. On Sunday, we call it our pick six. The six biggest commander storylines. It is Delivered at 6 o'clock sharp. It's the pick six at six. I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also the number one fan. All right, Anthony Haney, uh, I shall allow you to pick first. We're going we're gonna to do this honestly. We're going to do this as if this game matters and we want the commanders to win it and aren't more interested in draft position. Ready, set, go. Number one. Number one. I'm going to go with Sadiq Charles. I think possibly we'll see him back in the lineup. There's been no, uh, you know, Ra- Rivera said today that, that he will play as a part of a rotation. So Chris Paul will probably start. Yeah. Sadiq will will rotate in, and however they they mix that up, they'll they'll do. Yeah. So I'm expecting. Uh, I mean, I just want to see him get back into the mix of things. Um, I think he's going to have a tall task ahead of him. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, he sort of kind of picks out the weak link of the line. I think that left guard position is definitely one of the weaker on the line. So I think uh, Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul will have their hands full. And I'm just expecting, I'm, I'm looking to see how uh, Chris Paul, I mean, not Chris Paul, Sadiq Charles uh, gets back into the mix. I'm going to write down Sadiq Charles slash Chris Paul for you um, because I think that's a great, that's actually where I was thinking about going first. Aaron Donald's not what he used to be, mm-hmm. um, but he's still one of the five best guys in the position in the league and can still destroy your day. So very, very important to have that solidified up. Uh, so Sadiq and Chris, as especially if they're in a rotation, being able to, to make things happen, uh, super-duper important. All right, uh, on to the next one. Number two. Emmanuel Forbes. Um, he is back. That is good. Um, he's going to have his hands full no matter who ultimately he winds up on because you've got Cooper Cup on one side and Puka Nakua on the other. These guys also do a lot. Like, Sean does a lot um, in terms of how he moves those receivers around. He does a lot with alignments and splits that creates really good angles for those guys as receivers. It looks very similar to what they do in the run game, so the play action super effective, so your eye discipline becomes really important. And you better be involved in the run game because if not, like they'll get the edge on you and, and rip off big yards because those guys, uh, Nakua and Cup, block their faces off. So big day for Emmanuel Forbes, perhaps the most important player not named Sam Howell for the commanders over the next couple of weeks in terms of evaluation. And we will evaluate him against a pretty challenging opponent for opposing quarterbacks. Number three. Number three, Craig, you already know I have to have my coordinators in here, but this time I'm going to go with Eric B. Enemy. (laughs) I got to have him in there, Craig. Uh, I'm going with Eric B. Enemy. You actually don't. You could be more creative. (laughs) But go ahead. I mean, I can't necessarily choose the quarterback. Um. So I, I think on some weeks you can choose the quarterback and it makes more sense. Yeah. I, I don't think this is one of those no. weeks, though. Uh, but I'm going to go with EB. Uh, I'm expecting the offense to be able to go out there and put up some points. Again, Sam Howe, he spoke earlier this week, and he said he's 
during the bye week, he got to, you know, evaluate himself throughout the season. And quick game is where he's been most successful. So I'm expecting Eric Bieniemy to, you know, listen to his quarterback, help him out, get Terry involved, get Jahan involved, get Curtis involved, and uh, get that offense ultimately going. So I think a lot of eyes are going to be on EB. Without question. All right, that leads actually to my next pick. Number three. Nope. Number four. There you go. Man, what a what a Hoffman Show moment that was. Math, hard. Uh, Jahan Dotson's my, my next pick. This Rams secondary can get exposed, and there will be space out there. So, obviously, Terry, we've, we've talked about Terry all season. He's been in our pick six all season. Um, would like to see him get the ball more. But when we talk about young guys and the evaluation moving forward, like if the next group wants to move on from Terry, theoretically they could. Jahan was a first-round pick last year, and it is time for him to have a strong close to the season and restore the faith that he can be a like elite number two receiver. Not an elite receiver, an elite number two receiver in this league, along with a very good number one. And obviously we'll see what happens in the future, but likely with Terry McLaurin for another couple of years here. So I want to see Jahan's turnaround get started. I would like to see him with the bye week and his legs underneath him just have a sharpness that we haven't seen all season from him. Uh, And and that starts Sunday at 4.05 against the Rams. Number five. Number five, Craig. I'm going to go with Quan Martin. And part of the reason is, Jamie Davis is going to be out. I think we're going to possibly see a lot of one linebacker sets where we have a whole bunch of DBs on the, the field. So I'm expecting Quan Mar to have an increased role. We'll see him blitz. We'll see him cover a little bit the, the tight ends. Um, but I just want to see our 2023 draft picks out there, you know, showing us or allowing us to evaluate what they can do and things of that nature. So I think Quan can have a big day on Sunday. Along I mean, on, the, yes. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree with that. And along the same lines... Number six. Chris Rodriguez is going to get the start. Brian Robinson is out. Like, Antonio Gibson will be Antonio Gibson. I'd imagine they skew the carries a little bit heavier towards AG than they have when it's B-Rob. But Ron talked today about wanting Chris Rodriguez to be more involved. And so I think coming out of this bye, um, you know, wanting to see some different things with the offense and and game plan-wise, it makes sense. I would, I would like to see some Chris Rodriguez uh, heavier doses because he, I think he's been their best runner of the football this year. Not necessarily their best playmaker. B-Rob's been good in the past game, had a couple of explosives. He's had some really nice running games, and it's easier to be hyper-effective in super short doses. But if you're the guy, how do you handle it? And we'll find out with Chris Rodriguez. B-Rob out with that hamstring injury on Sunday. James Smith-Williams remains out as well. Uh, and they also – oh, there was someone else they put on IR today. Anthony, do you remember? Not off the top of my head. Oh, it was Curtis Hodges, uh, the backup tight end, who I was hoping to see, but we won't. He's going on IR, uh, and that's with the the roster spot they used to bring up Sadiq Charles. Okay, when we get back, Dave Johnson joins us from upstairs here at Capital One Arena, uh, gives us our first view of this new Boundary Stone-inspired court, and uh, we'll talk a little ball. How can the Wizards compete with the offensively mighty Indiana Pacers tonight. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live on the free Odyssey app, and we are streaming live on YouTube.
It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Uh, we now on a Wizards game days. We're broadcasting live from District E, Capital One Arena at Gallery Place. Uh, head upstairs and check in with our main man, Dave Johnson. Anthony, let's get Dave a proper introduction, shall we? Time to get the radio party started. Intercepted by Kispert. Kispert now. Foul line. Oh, slam. Ooh. That'll jar your preserves. It's time for Dave Johnson on a Wizards game day. Kuzma for three. Oh, it's there. It's there. Big, big shot. On the Hoffman Show. Hey, hey, you better go all right, upstairs we go at Capital One Arena. And Dave, uh, I will warn you, there is, uh, there's a potential that a concert breaks out behind me at some point soon. The sound checks are coming to an end, and we're about to have a, a live performance. So uh, there's no telling what's happening down here downstairs. Yeah, well, you know, you know that feeling that I have. Is that now you hear the PA assistant probably here at Mighty Metal uh, at Capital One Arena. So, but that's, that's true professional broadcasters. We fight through noise and, and deliver the noise to our listeners. We try our best, and for those watching on YouTube, they're just going to see me mashing my headphones into my ears to make sure that I can hear over whatever is about. To, I'm sure the music will be great. I'm actually I'm excited to hear the performance. It's just I'd be more excited if I wasn't trying to talk to you. Also, uh, normally when you're you're at home, you're on the Comrex. I I, I got to ask, can we get a Dave cam for the YouTube audience? How do we get a Dave cam set up? That's <laughs> true. I, actually, we, we I, I should have been on the Comrex, I guess, right? I've been out of practice with this. It's true. You guys have been on the road so much, you forgot how we do this. I know. I forgot. I'm sorry. That's my fault. That's it's my okay. Fault. It's, yeah, but anyway, yes. No, and that's a technological advancement that uh, our listeners should know about the, the Comrex. But, and, and you know, what? when you were talking about, I mean, you're on YouTube. You're, you're at District E, a concert about to start. I mean, this, this is not your father's radio. I mean, uh, there's so many <laughs> options and so many ways. And the Odyssey app and to listen and watch and, and uh uh, it just and look. I was just to say, it's a lot of fun, and that's what we're looking for tonight. It's just uh, these, these are two teams, the Wizards and Pacers. Uh, not a lot of defense uh, if you look at the numbers on the season. So uh, I think somebody said it's the highest over under in NBA history, according to you know the, the betting folks or whatever, because the, the Pacers score about 128 a game, and the Wizards look offense is not been the problem. So there could be a lot of scoring tonight. Uh, that is for sure, but you also dodged the question. I do want to circle back to the game, Dave, but can we get a Dave cam when you're at home? How yes, do... no, we, okay. we absolutely we got to get to work on that. Tim Parker, we're okay. going to get a, our engineer, and he's on the phone. <laughs> and he okay. said, don't bother me, I'm working. Okay. No, but we'll get, a, we'll get a, a Dave cam so you can see exactly what's going on in our, yes. our broadcast position uh, in 216, which we always invite folks to stop by and say hello to us. Yes. All right. Love that. Now we got the commitment of Dave Cam. Uh, Anthony, we're going to have to figure out how we can actually make that work because I just realized that unless I'm doing the show from home, we typically can't have video guests live. So I've just made a commitment. I've written a check that my behind cannot cash, but that's okay. I'll figure it out because we've got the commitment from Dave. Uh, you did mention, Dave, this game tonight. There is going to be a ton of points scored uh, what's your, been your impression of Tyrese Halliburton's emergence, not just this year where it seems like everyone's paying attention, but the last couple of years as he has turned into this player that now everyone realizes he is because of the highlight of the NBA's in-season tournament? 
Well, yeah, no, and you hit the nail on the head. I think everybody now is realizing what Tyree Celebrate is all about because he was in that, that in-season tournament. So it turned out to be a great showcase uh, for him and, and by that matter, the, the Pacers as well. As Again, this is a team uh, that's been going through a rebuilding phase. They have the, the top five picks, I think, of the 2020 draft are on their roster. So um, Rick Carlisle and, and company, they're now arrived at a situation at 13-9. and nine. They get the finals of the NBA in-season tournament. That, that they're, they believe they're, they're ready to compete. But a big piece of that is the acquisition uh, of Tyrese Halliburton. So uh, what I'm saying is it, it shows a roadmap that, that, that the Wizards, uh, as uh, we look to improve and get go to the, the promised land of sustained success, it's, it's about drafting right. It's about making the right moves, getting the right players in, in position. And, and all sports are... are like that it's fit in opportunity and it's been a perfect fit and a great opportunity for Tyrese Halliburton and uh, you know his just his offensive numbers are are staggering and you know quite frankly adding to the challenge tonight the Wizards are are probably are continuing I should say not probably are continuing to miss probably their two best perimeter defenders in, in DeLon Wright and Landry Sham it. Now, I don't mean to insinuate that if they were healthy, the Wizards would have a winning record. What I'm saying is uh, you can't just count when you lose your two best perimeter defenders at the same time. You know, that has an impact on the team overall defensively, and it's going it's to add to the challenge tonight against Indiana. Uh, no doubt about it. Dave Johnson is with us from upstairs at Capital One Arena. We are downstairs. At District E is the block party is tuning up performance, getting ready to go here in just a few minutes, as you might hear uh, the band warming up in the background. Um, Dave, by the way, I just did a quick Google search while uh, while you were talking there as I was listening to you. This is, I believe, the highest point total uh, over underwise in NBA history. And I think it's like the fourth time this season that the Pacers have set that. Uh, they set it uh, in the against the the Bucks in the in season tournament semifinal. It was like two fifty seven and a half. Tonight's total is two sixty, two sixty and a half. So they're expecting a, a roughly one thirty one to one thirty game tonight. Well, let's hope it's that close. Well, yeah, that's what, that's what we want. That's for sure. Uh, I guess that's true. I, guess, I should have looked at the spread too and then done that math. No, well, but uh, but the, my point being is that, that, that you know it's it's. The last couple of games, Nolan, Philadelphia, et cetera, uh, you know, have been, you know, punches in the face. And, and they're, they're not showing uh, the ability to compete that they've quite frankly shown in, in previous games against the Sixers, against the Bucks, or whatever we want to talk about. So, look, they're going to have to bring it tonight because, uh, again, you mentioned the numbers. It's an express train that's suddenly the talk of the NBA, the Indiana Pacers, with the way they play. Now, the flip side of that, and that's why the over-under is, is where it is, uh, they're not strong defensively. They give up the most points in the paint uh, in the NBA at about 62 points in the paint a game. And, and the Wizards, you know, that has been a, a strong point attack in the paint, so they need to do that tonight. So uh, that's a case where, yeah, you hope for a tight, high-scoring thriller because it, it certainly could end up that way that they the way both these uh, teams play i talked to some of the indiana folks and you know they say uh it's exciting etc but is it is it sustainable uh, to be a real threat in the playoffs when when you you've got some weaknesses on defense which the pacers uh, clearly have and that you know defense is such a factor in all sports i mean you think about 
uh, and, and on our pre- Wizards pregame, we were we were playing the highlights of Gilbert Arenas' 60-point game because it was on this day back in uh, 2006, I believe. He scored that against the Lakers. And that was a Wizards team that could outscore anybody. The problem is it, it struggled to, to make stops at critical moments. So uh, defense has to be a part of your identity to really have success in the NBA. That's something for all the, the glowing talk about the Pacers and Tyrese Halliburton, uh, that's something they still have to get better on. And, and they've got a coach in Rick Carlisle that's got a defensive reputation, uh, but you know it hasn't translated on the floor yet for the Pacers. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because uh, I covered Rick when I was down in Dallas and he was there, and he has the defensive reputation. But those Dallas teams offensively were juggernauts. He's one like he's tough, but I would actually like I think if you if you really look at him, the way he coaches offense is, is so brilliant. I think he's so good at getting uh, pace going and, and understanding where the strength of his players are. So it's always fun to watch a Rick Carlisle team, and uh, we get to do that tonight here at uh, Capital One Arena. Dave, thanks as always for the time, sir. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait to unveil Dave Cam because we'll talk to you next week from the West Coast, yeah? Yeah, it'll be a late night Dave Cam uh, uh, next week. I guess, yeah, we'll have to wait. It'll fall. I can still talk to you during the week so we can have maybe Dave Hotel Cam because I won't have left for the game by the time we typically do this at 6.15 Eastern. Yeah, we, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll have our people call your people. Uh, all right, Dave, thanks so much. Uh, I think you're still there, but now the cut the band is playing, and I can't hear anything. So it's also time for us to break. So uh, th- have a great call, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, and Dave's gone. There we go. Uh, it's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. Uh, we have one more segment, which will be backed by a band, which is sweet. Uh, we're live at the block party, which is fully underway here at District E. And uh, Real Things is next. It is a Friday on the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Broadcasting live from District E, where the Black Party is underway. Front porch performing right now. Uh, so, great time. Good food here, by the way, at District E, if you ever come down before a game. Um, so, Anthony, earlier today, explain to me uh, what, why we're doing this. You were, you were at a spelling bee? Yeah, so my other, like, gig that I do, uh, yeah, I worked out on my middle school, and uh-huh. we had our annual spelling bee today. Granted, okay. I never got to participate in it. It came one year after I graduated. But oh, today, yeah, I know. We had our uh, spelling bee, and some okay. of the words that they were spelling, Craig, I'm trying to tell you, they were some tough ones, like regular words. Regular I mean, I'm, words. A, I'm willing to give it a shot if you got a couple of them. I do have a couple. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. First one, Albuquerque. Capital A. Yep. Because it's a proper noun. It's a proper noun. Uh, Albuquerque. A-L-B. God, I'm so much better if I write stuff down. Just use your hand. Use your hand. I know. It's like A-L-B-E-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E. Sir? Sorry, that was wrong, Craig. Dang you missed it. it by one letter. It's A L B U. You said A L B E. Damn. Albuquerque's got a U in it? Yes. <laughs> I'll give you okay. one more. I'll give you one more. 
Okay. We might. I want to go until I get one right. Okay. So we'll be here until <laughs> nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Easy one. Wheezy. Wheezy. Like as in someone. In, can I have the definition, please? Oh, you put me on the spot. Uh, wheezy. Wheezy is making the sound of a person wheezing. That is that is, that the, is a terrible definition. I'm wheezy. Ready. Yes. Uh, L i l w a y n e. Say it one more time. Bro, it, seriously? No, I mean I think you spelled it wrong. That's why. It was a joke. I spelled Little Wayne. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Wheezy. W-H-E-E-Z-Y. Wheezy. Yes. I gave you an easy one. You did. Wheezy was easy. Yes. You got one more? Yes. Contemptible. You have to be able to say it for me to spell it. Contemptible. Contemptible. Yes. Uh, may I have the definition, please? Uh, that's contemptible. It means deserving of contempt or scorn. Enough with the word and the definition. Although in this case, it's actually helpful. Uh, contemptible. Uh, may, may I have the language of origin, please? The language of origin. I'm just doing spelling bee jokes. Oh, this you is can... Latin, old French. You. Uh, oh, okay. Hui. Uh, if it's Latin, you know who'd be great at this. Rachel, because of course my wife uh, <laughs> damn near double majored in Latin. Latin is a, I like Latin. It's uh, it's a dead language. It helps didn't a lot though. Didn't stop her. It does help. Uh, contemptible, contemptible. C-O-N-T-E-M-P-T-A-B-L-E, contemptible. Sorry, that is wrong. What? It's T-I-B-L-E. Not A. <laughs> Are you smarter than a fifth grader, Craig? I mean, in a lot of things. <laughs> I don't think in spelling, especially the good ones. Man, I'm trying to tell. I was so. All right, give me, give me. I want to get like a not easy one right. Can you All give right. me one more? It's my last chance. All right, here we go. Inscrutable. Inscrutable. May I have the definition, please? Yes. Impossible to understand or interpret. Inscrutable. Oh, now I'm in my own head. Because <laughs> I would have spelled it one way until you gave me contemptible. And now, like I-N-S-C-R-U-T. And then is it I-B-L-E or A-B-L-E? I'm going to go with I-B-L-E and learn my lesson from contemptible. Sir. Inscrutable. That is wrong. Is it A-B-L-E? Yes. Son of a biscuit! <laughs> I knew that. I was like, I know this word. I can spell it. And then I got so in my own. Oh. <laughs> Man, they had me too, Craig. That's, that's how I was sitting down. Like, one kid said A, another kid said um. That's right. That's wrong. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Ding. I'm so mad at you. Just It totally, <laughs> my little Wayne joke just right over your head. Yeah, it definitely did. It went right over my head. It's so sad. God, that was quality content. All right. Uh, that's, that's most of our show. We still have real things in a moment. 
Uh, Monday, we will get started with first and ten for the Commanders game. Uh, we'll have John Thompson the third next week. JT3 was going to stop by today, but the timing didn't wind up working out uh, in terms of everything going on schedule-wise. So well, JT3, though, is going to join us next week talking about how uh, this Wizards move specifically out of D.C. leaves D.C. behind. And, and, you know, his perspective on that is someone who has grown up as John Thompson the third, uh, but also works for Monumental Basketball. So we'll discuss that with JT3 next week. Um, anything else, uh, Anthony, that we should go ahead and get ahead of for next week? Uh, no, I think that's everything. Okay. Uh, see you all again uh, Sunday, of course. Take Command pregame show live in GM National Harbor, 1 o'clock. But we wrap up this here edition of the Hoffman Show with real things real people said into real microphones. Real things. We're not going to be suck this year. Real people. 5 and 11. Not very good. Said into real microphones. You know, the culture is actually damn good. All right, a couple of basketball adjacent real things to wrap up the show, starting with Michael Porter Jr. on Trey Young's podcast, which is apparently a thing. Uh, wondering aloud after seeing some video of Luka Doncic, hey, are you trying to copy my shot? Did Luka emulate your shot man overnight? I don't know if he was trying to emulate my shot. <laughs> it looked like it though. I've seen that. <laughs> oh, he may have. I think a couple of my teammates sent it to me. And then I seen the comments. They were like, ah, oh, if he emulate Michael Porter's game, he ain't going to get no assist no more. <laughs> so that had me weak too. But that's funny because he shoots it like he just barely jumps. So I saw that clip and it was pretty funny. <laughs> so it was, was pretty definitely funny. imitating you. <laughs> that's really funny. They might have the two most opposite shots in the league. MPJ gets like two feet off the ground every jumper. Luca doesn't jump over one page of the phone book. It's also the fact that uh, people were in the comments saying he's, he'd never get any assists because Michael Porter Jr. rarely ever has any assists. No, that is, that is a, definitively a not his hit. game. Yeah, he's, he's got one job, shoot, and he takes it very seriously. Um, what else we got? There's one more bite. I've forgotten what it is, Anthony. What else we got? Uh, the other one was uh, Speedy Mormon, who was up Syracuse. Uh, he was on with Complex, and he had Anthony Edwards on his show. Okay. And uh, he basically gets compared to Michael Jordan all the time. And Anthony Edwards basically responded to, you know, the Michael Jordan comparisons. Pat Bev. Uh, great guy. He said that you could be the next Michael Jordan. I just want him to stop. Yeah. I Why? Do. Just because he's the greatest to ever play basketball. And I'm so far from it. But if that era was today, do you feel like MJ could guard you? Hell no. No. You know, he is one of the, they say one of the greatest defensive players. Yeah, no. What, do you see flaws? In, like when you look at him defensively? I don't, no, uh-uh. I'm not looking for that. I just don't think he can guard me. It, would he get off too, or would it be a lockup one? Man, he gonna he gonna do his thing, but it's gonna be a tough night. Pat Bev. He was so close to being right. He was so close to just saying he's the greatest ever, and I'm not like I don't. I I think that there are certain players from the past who would 
absolutely not be nearly as good in the modern NBA because they couldn't keep up athletically. And like Easy. MJ's game would have to change because the way they shoot threes and stuff now, like the game is just different. But that dude is one of the greatest physical freaks to ever walk the planet. He was six foot six, 218 pounds, with a 44 inch vertical jump, hands the size of a seven footer, quickness and agility at like, like he would be one of the best players at next year's NFL Combine when he was in his prime. <laughs> like he would break stuff. I, he would not have any problem with Anthony Edwards. All due respect to Anthony Edwards, who's awesome. Like, MJ defensively in his prime, like, made dudes cry. I mean, I, it, I, th uh, I, think, I think Anthony Edwards, what, I think what he was saying is, like, he's such a gifted scorer that as good defensively as MJ was, he's still going to get his regardless. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if you want to make that argument, like, can you guard me? I don't think anybody can guard me. Like, okay, he's yeah. doing the elite player thing. But to be like, no, he couldn't, no. Like MJ, MJ has as better, a good of a chance as anyone. Yeah. That's kind of the point. All right, that is our show for today. Uh, we'll see you guys back Monday, 4 o'clock. You missed any part. Uh, check it out on YouTube or the podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody.